Zach Bryan is coming back to town in about a year. Just talked right over Zach Bryan. Sorry. What happened to the postmaster? <laughs> well, Daniel, that's like inside. Basically, you're not supposed to talk till they stop singing. I screwed it up, okay? I made a mistake at work. Radio people do this thing. Uh, Ethan's on the phone with us. Radio people are supposed to do this thing where you talk over the beginning of a song and only at the end over the music, not over the lyrics, and that's called hitting the post. And Tig used to call himself the postmaster. Ethan's impressed. Yes, he is speechless. Ethan, what do you do for a living? Lowe's delivery driver. He's driving right now for Lowe's. Where are you taking? Uh, where are you taking the deliveries to? I'm heading to Tahlequah right now to do a refrigerator. Oh my gosh! Well, look at that. Well, uh, let's uh, see if we can win you some tickets to see Chris Lane. It's a big private soiree we're having, and uh, you could be there courtesy of Tig and Daniel. Ethan, I've got some history questions for you now. Uh, Tig is a big fan of history. Do you know a lot about history? Uh, not really. Great. Okay, good. I mean, I do a little bit. Well, good thing you can team up with Tig this morning. And I want to give you guys a hint. Since it's Chris Lane, all the answers to these questions begin with the letter C. Okay. Got it? Got it. All right. We'll start with uh, the first question here. Ethan, which president who served from 1977 to 1981 created the Departments of Energy and Education? Uh, Discuss with Tig here, Ethan. What were the years again? 1977 to 1981. Okay, I got that one. Again, the answer begins with the letter C. Ethan, go ahead. All right. What is it? Because that was way before my time. Well, it was. Well, can you think of a president that begins with the letter C, the last name of the president? Oh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is correct. Up next, Ethan, what was the post-World War II period of military and political tension between the U.S. and the USSR? You might no remember, idea. Remember Tiger, this you know. back in the 80s, Tig, all the movies, we were enemies with the Russians. Yes. And like for Red October and all that. Yeah, it was known as the what? Ethan, uh, what was that? I think I got it if you'd like uh, some help. I would like some help. I think it was no, it was a period known as the Cold War. The Cold War uh, is, is the correct. Cold War? Yes. Why did they call it the Cold War? Because it wasn't a hot war. We weren't firing missiles at each other, but there was all this tension still. We were just very suspicious. We were all scared. <laughs> huh. uh, which Chicago gangster grew rich bootlegging liquor during Prohibition? Oh, man. Uh... Oh, okay. I think I got it. Another hint. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead with your hand. Another hint, Geraldo Rivera found one of his safes, and they did a live television television special where Geraldo opened the safe right on live television. Turned out to be a big nothing burger. There was nothing in the safe. I think I got this, Ethan. Uh, I would like help. I, th- I think I know, but I, I want to hear what you have. Well, let's talk it out. What do you think it is? Well, I was going to say Bonnie and Clyde, but I have no idea if that's who it is. I was going to say Al Capone. Okay. That sounds better. Al Capone. Al Capone it is. Did you remember that special, Tug? It was the first, like, spectacle I remember on television being, like, live. And they advertised it for months, and then they opened the safe, and it was just, like, a hairbrush. Yeah. All right, Ethan. Which space shuttle completed nine missions before exploding in 1986? (laughs) 
Shy, do you have anything for this? Yeah, this is that first memory of my life where something, like a lot of people remember the Kennedy assassination. Some people, 9-11 is their first big memory. This was my first big memory of a disaster, and it was Space Shuttle Challenger, I think. Is it Space Shuttle Challenger? That is correct. And finally, Ethan, get this one right, and you're going to go see Chris Lane at our private soiree. What confrontation in October 1962 between the U.S. and the USSR nearly resulted in a nuclear catastrophe? We had that president. He's like, I'm John Kennedy from Massachusetts. Um my mom told me that during this period that they would do nuclear drills in the schools where they would pretend like a nuclear missile was coming to their city and they would get under the under the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that to be the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is the Cuban Missile Crisis. That is correct. And thanks to Tig this morning, Ethan, you're going to go see Chris Lane at the big private a very uh, big thing. Party. Yeah. Very big thanks to Ty. Well, you know what? Ethan helped me out a couple weeks ago when I thought somebody had gotten in my checking account, and he said he told me what to do about it, and it actually worked. So I owe him these tickets in a way. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you, guys. All well, right. Ethan, I hope you learned uh, a little bit about history because you've got lots of learn, <laughs> lots to learn. Uh, Ethan, give me three numbers and an animal. 98.5 The Bull. It's 98.5 The Bull with Ty and Daniel. Hey, good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Ty. I do that thing on... Um, Amazon, where you uh, can try it before you buy it. Mm-hmm. You can buy clothing, and they'll send it to you. You can try it for like a week or whatever, and then decide if you want to pay for it or not. Have you seen this? This would be perfect for you because you hate going to the store, right? Well, didn't I do one of those once where this company would send me a box of clothes? Yeah, and then I would pick, pick out like a, a shirt and then send back shirts I didn't like. Yeah, or whatever. Ty did. Uh, was it Stitch Fit? Stitch fit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because I didn't know how to dress, and these uh, people like pick out clothes for you. The problem is they would send you like a pair of shoes every, every week. Every two weeks, I get yeah. a new pair of shoes. Get I'm like, dude, here. I don't need that. I got an alert on my um, Amazon app. It said your package has been delivered. Hey now. And then I'm like, I was already laying down in bed. It was like nine o'clock or so, and I thought, well, I better get up out of bed and go check on this package because I don't want a porch pirate to get it. Mm-hmm. Over at your house, you've had issues with porch pirates. In fact, you can check our uh, Tiger Daniel TikTok. One time, Ty confronted a porch pirate out there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're brazen out here. They're not playing around. So I got up, got dressed, went out, looked around on my porch. Package not there. Oh. I got back on the app, and I looked again to where it said delivered. And, you know, they'll take a picture of the package sitting on your porch. I look at the picture, and the package has been delivered, just not to my house. <laughs> what should I do in that situation? Would it be all right? And then I, I walked around the neighborhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. To see if I saw the package on somebody else's porch. I try to look at this, count the steps in the picture to see if maybe I could find it. And then it occurs to me, well, wait a minute now. Uh, it's 9 o'clock at night. It's dark. I don't know that you should be. No, don't do that. Walking up somebody's porch, rifling through their packages, even though it has your name on it. Wait till uh, daylight, first off. People don't want to have a, a knock on the door from a stranger past 9 o'clock, well, I assure you. Do you think I was going to knock on the door? You were just going to take it? You know how many people have ring cameras now? I know, but it was my package. I know, but... Still, it's their property. So I was wondering your advice on what do you do in this situation, 918-879-9898. And I know it's like a silly idea, but, you know, people have been very helpful. Uh, We just heard from Ethan a little bit ago, earlier before your vacation, before Thanksgiving, somebody had gotten into your Venmo. This guy's in here having a full-on meltdown. Yeah, that that means they were in my checking account. Mm -hmm. And uh, a guy called and helped me with that. He said, here's what you do, and I did it, and it worked perfectly. 
Um, so you're looking for some help to find this package that has been delivered, but not to your house. Well, I don't think I need help. It's just that if I do spot the package later on today when I get off work, am I allowed to go up on their porch and take it? Okay. Or am I... I'm worried that uh, somebody might come out and shoot me if I'm trying to get because you'll look like a porch pirate, right? But I'm I'm a porch. What's the word? Retriever. <laughs> I guess. So. What's the word for if you're taking things that belong to you? Hmm. Reclaimer. Porch reclaimer. Porch claimer. Hmm. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. What's the etiquette on this? Has this happened to you, or uh, have you walked outside and somebody's raffling through your packages, looking for their own package? So uh, what do you want help with this morning? You what want to do know? I need to do in this situation? Yeah, okay, 918-879-9898. If you could help Daniel out a little bit this morning, should he just walk up and take his package? Should he knock on the door and say, hey, uh, I think you have my package? What to do? You feel like I should knock on the door? Absolutely, 100%. There's not even a question in my mind. You knock on that door and you tell them what you're up to. Why? Because if you don't, they're going to think you're stealing packages from their doorstep and you don't know what person you might encounter. That's what I would do. 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. What would you do? It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. So, Daniel, um, looking for some advice this morning. You basically had a package uh, delivered last night. Your cell phone alerted you, said, hey, you got a package on the front doorstep. And you went out there, no package. And then you looked at the picture because now they take pictures when they drop it off. Not your house. So, you know a package was dropped off. However, not at your residence. Yeah, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll just walk around the neighborhood and perhaps find the package on somebody else's stoop. And then I started walking around, and it was, you know, after 9, it's a little creepy out there for somebody to be snooping around. So I thought, well, I wonder if this is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, to me, I wouldn't just walk up on a a doorstep and start going through their packages because they're going to think you're a porch pirate. I would knock and say, hey, I think, because you're trying to, use the picture to identify the house it was dropped off at. And if you find that out, you may say to the person who lives there, I'm not stealing a package, but I think there was a misdelivery here. And then I also feel like it's pretty rude for me to knock on somebody's door after nine. Well, I wouldn't do it at, to, yeah. uh, to, you know, for a sweater. You know, if it was like a defibrillator or something, maybe I could, I need it that night, but this is a sweater. Hey, good morning. Tiger Daniel, who's this? Allie. Allie, uh, I saw that my package had been delivered. I looked at the picture that Amazon sent. It's on the wrong porch. What do I do? I think you need to knock on the door, just like he said, because in today's time, we have those ring doorbells, you know, the cameras, and if they catch you, they could turn you into the police or something, and then you get in trouble, even if it was your package. I thought about that, and what I decided is, uh, so I won't be recognized on the ring camera, I'm going to wear one of those Scream masks from the movie Scream. Oh, God. So they can't tell who I am. That's a good idea. I won't be turned into the police. Oh, oh, I don't know. I'm going to get you one of those masks. You're going to come over there with me. We're going to go find that package together, me and you, all right? (laughs) Okay. All right, okay. (laughs) Nice knowing you, too. (laughs) That was a good run. Uh, hey, Tiger Daniel, who's this? This is Amy. Amy, uh, what do I do about this package? Um, I agree with you. I It happened to me before, and I had a picture of the package on my neighbor's porch. I knew it was his. I just went over there and took it. I mean, I had the, my camera up with my picture, and if he would have said something, I would have showed him. This is my package. So you so. didn't knock on the door and say, hey, here's the reason I, I'm on your porch. Please don't... Uh, you know, hurt me. No, I am just I here not. to get my stuff. No. That's right. Well, we know the neighbor, but I don't think he would hurt me. It's just, you know, I, it's my package. 
this happens to me a lot because um, in Tulsa, you have that situation where um, I'm just making up a number, 11th Street and 11th Place. And I live on a place, and then one block over is the street. So I actually got to know the lady, and uh, now I have permission to just go up there and get it, and she, vice versa. We had Uber Eats delivered to her one night, and she's like, who bought me a Taco Bell? Ty's Adam and Eve package always gets delivered over to the neighbor's house. Oh, my God. It's always the embarrassing packages that go to the neighbors. Right. Ninety-eight-five, the bull with Tig, and good morning to you, Daniel. We're not that far away from uh, tickets to see John Party. That's our bullfight this morning at seven forte. Uh, Tig and I are getting to be a little older. We don't know all the slang. Uh, mm-hmm. I say we only know about fifty percent of the musical guests on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you know when you don't know who the host of that show is yeah. that you're kind of. Eh. Well, I still know who the host is every time, but the musical guests I have trouble with mm-hmm. every now and again. Uh, and as you get older, you, it's hard to stay updated on slang. In fact. Uh, the other day, I saw News on 6 in the morning. Leanne Taylor and all of them were talking about uh, the word riz. Well, how do the people use that? So young people say riz in what way do like they say if, it? Like if you go to the uh, the bar or whatever and you're charming and you can holler at ladies, it says you have riz. Mm. You're good at talking to people. and But people don't know that riz is short for charisma. Charisma. I see. You see? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I didn't. I learned that yesterday when you told me that. Yeah, that's because of slang here. So I've got a viral video. Uh, This is more confusing to me than the slang. Gen Z tries to stay updated on Gen A, Generation Alpha slang. So I've got a chart here to help me explain the generations. So Generation X is people born 1965 to 1980. I guess I would be Generation X because I was Mm -hmm. born in 1977. Mm -hmm. Then there's the Millennials or Generation Y. And that would be you, Tug. Yes. If you were born in 1981 to 1996. In fact, you say you were born in 1981. Were you? I was born in 80. Ooh. Well, you're Generation X. You no, used I'm to not. Ca- you sure are. You used to call yourself. I uh, said I was the king of millennials because I was born in early January. So I was like the first millennial. No, you're the first. No, you're the last Gen X. Okay. Yet again, Tig, hold on. It depends where you look. I think we've uncovered a controversy here. No, it depends where you look. You've lied about being a millennial. For years, you told everybody you were six foot, and then I learned later on you're five foot 12 or whatever. How tall are you? I'm 5'11". I've never claimed to be 6'11". Yes, you did. You claim to be king millennial. When you're actually last of Generation no. X, you're the last X. It depends on where you look. So I'm seeing here it's 1980, which was the year I was born. So shut up, What please. website are you on? Huh? What website are you on? Generationmillennial.com. Is that really a website? You're on? I'm on Wikipedia, buddy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Generation X, 1965-1980. Uh, millennials are Generation Y, 1981-1996. Then there's Zoomers or Generation Z. These are people born 1997 to 2012. They call them Zoomers, I guess, because they had to get on Zoom for meetings and things. Or am I wrong about that? I don't know. Generation Z. And now Generation Alpha. You hear a lot about Gen Alpha. So That's my boy would be Generation Alpha? Early 2010s to mid-2020s. Okay. What year was he born? Uh, 15. So, yeah. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, Generation Alpha. Okay, here's the slang, now that we've got that all cleared up. <laughs> A Gen Zer interviewed her Gen Alpha sister and her sister's friend to see what words and phrases are in and out. So if you need to brush up on your slang, here you go. What about bet? Mm-hmm. What about the laughing emoji? What? Do you actually use the laughing? Like, yes. dead serious. When you laugh, if it's something funny, you do crying. 
because no one laughs by using the laugh. Well, the skull. The skull. That's you can, only if you're like yes. Yeah, if you're like someone like the joke. Okay. If George is like, I have a bigger yacht than you, I'll be like, what is a be yacht? Be so free with it. What? A yacht? A yacht. <laughs> Stands for girl. Your. Oh, if you have a BBL what? or if your butt shakes when you walk, that's when you would yell yell at somebody. Oh, and what preppy. is preppy? Preppy is basically Lululemon and like Lululemon. Oh, like Pulitzer Polo. And it's like, Polo. No, that's not preppy. No. That's, Polo. That's Vanilla Girl. What is Vanilla Girl? Vanilla Girl it's is like what you want to be. I wish you could have saw Ty clutch his pearls when they said yat. I didn't even understand the conversation, much less oh, the my slang gosh. in it. I didn't know what was going on. That's it. You're getting confused. You'll have to have your son, like your son has his own language language now yeah. with uh, his classmates. If you were to listen to a conversation, I bet you couldn't understand half of it. Yeah, he said uh, he would come home and say, that's sus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? That's sus. And I guess suspicious. Or suspect, um, yeah. But I remember when we were coming up, the big thing was to say something, then say not afterwards. That was your big slang? Do you remember that? Yeah. Where it's like, I'm having a good time, not... Yeah, I wonder if our parents could understand what we were saying if we said something was gnarly or uh, grody. Rad. Do you remember grody? Grody. I think we could bring grody back. You think so? Grody means, like, disgusting. Everything is full circle. I mean, there was a moment there not too long ago where bell bottoms had come back. I mean, why not recycle some of our words? Mm -hmm. You think not will come back? Maybe. No. Do you think you have a get? I don't know what that is. I still don't know. What is that? Girl, your A is thick. Do I have one of those? Yeah. I don't think so. I wasn't gifted with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised you don't walk around because you claim to be a six foot. You claim yeah. you're a millennial. And you claim you have a gat. You don't. <laughs> but what you could have is uh, tickets to see John Party coming up at 740. John Not Party's going to be at the now. BOK Center does this Friday a, night. Does he have a gat? I don't think he has a gat. What celebrity, like male celebrity, does have a get? That's your business. I don't know. <laughs> Look into it. Google it at work on the work computers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, HR will come down and talk to you, but we'll know the answer at least. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Only about six minutes away from John Party tickets here on 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, I usually don't fight back with you because Daniel will say, like, ridiculous things about me on the radio, and I don't even think it warrants, like, me fighting back because it's so stupid, mm-hmm. the things you say about me on the radio that are just untruths. However, um, you're, a few moments ago, you're telling everybody on the radio that I say I'm six feet tall. I've never claimed that in my entire life. I'm afraid you have, Ty. That's You've claimed crap. You're to lying. be six feet tall. You also claim that you were a millennial when you're Generation X. Um are you ashamed? No, because I'm not lying. I, I, what I would say is that I always aspired to be six foot, and I got like ee, this close, this close, like five foot eleven and a half mm-hmm. at one point, and uh, I just never made. And I think if you got six feet in your head, it wasn't me saying I was six foot. It was me saying I just wish I had a, just a little bit so I could officially say that I'm I'm six foot. And by the way, when I do that BMI calculator. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. where it, you have to put in your height? Mm-hmm. It helps if you're taller when you put in that weight. And so it is frustrating that I can't put in six feet because then my BMI would look a little bit better if I could claim that I was six foot, which I can't. Um, but what, what it's really coming down to is that, Daniel, how tall are you? 5'1 or something? Yeah, 5'1. How yeah. tall are you? 5'7. Okay. Daniel's upset with me because I'm a little taller than him. And, I'm um, not upset. And we have to go, we'll go do these things for television. Uh, upstate. We're in the same building as News on 6, and we'll mm-hmm. go um, record promos and things 
uh, for charity events or whatever we're doing on the radio station where it's uh, the secret sound thing, they have to get a box out <laughs> for Daniel. I'm not even kidding. And so I think you're frustrated with that. Not really. I've accepted it a long time ago because I was humiliated at my uh, prom that I went to when I was a junior. I was uh, at prom and I had a my girlfriend at the time was basically my height, maybe a tiny bit taller. And I don't know if you've been to a prom. When ladies get dressed up, they like to wear high heels. Mm -hmm. This was back in the 90s, so she had done her hair up very tall. She's a good two foot taller than me <laughs> at prom. So uh, we're there at the prom, and there's, there's that section where they take pictures, you know, in the corner mm -hmm. with all the paper mache castle and the balloons and all this enchanted evening and all that. And uh, in front of all my friends and uh, the line of people waiting to have a photograph, the photographer was like, all right, you stand here. Now, Daniel, you come in here, and you're going to have to stand on this tiny wooden box, mm -hmm. little tiny apple crate. So I climbed up onto the crate and had my picture taken, and I was humiliated. And, w and once you're humiliated like that, you don't worry about your height anymore. So when they when we go do TV stuff at News on 6 and they bring out the box, it doesn't bother it you. It doesn't bother me at all. See, I, I thought that that was the reason you're coming after me about me claiming to be six foot, which I never did. I'm taller than, uh, the, I think, the most attractive man in history, well-known. Who? Napoleon. He was five foot six. Napoleon was hot? I was taller than Napoleon, He's yes. gorgeous. You saw they made that movie about him. He's a babe. He's known for his good looks. <laughs> Napoleon? Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> you are taller than Napoleon, I guess. Historically, we yeah, can look so. up his height and stuff. So, But, you know, uh, even me nor Napoleon... Sure, we might have done awful things, but we've never claimed to be six foot tall. <laughs> so I'm worse? Worse than Napoleon. I'm worse than the conqueror of Europe? Yeah. Because I claimed to be six foot once? Quick, how tall was Abraham Lincoln? Uh, like 6'3", wasn't he? 6'4". Woo! Hey, now. That's a big boy. Another gorgeous guy. He was precious. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. John Party, an actual tall guy. Those tickets are right after Zach Bryan on 98.5 The Bull. All right, John Party tickets are free right now, and uh, this is just... Uh, Random trivia, which I like. I like to learn a thing or two from time to time on the bullfight. And with us this morning for John Party Tickets, Daniel, who do we have? We've got Amy on line one. We've got Haley on line two. Uh, Amy, you say you work HR at the sheriff's office. Do you like that job? I do. I do like it. Uh, the other day I sneezed and Ty didn't say, bless you. Is that something I could take to HR and complain about? Oh. Uh I mean, you can come complain to us, but it's not really a punishable offense. Thank you. Well, I'll I continue I don't my like behavior. That. Uh, and then Haley, a pet sitter. Haley, what's the most unusual pet you've ever had to sit? Um, probably, probably a snake because I don't really like them. Did you have to touch it? Um, no, I just had to make sure it had water and that its cage was clean. That was it. Oh Lord. Ooh, Lordy B. Yeah, how do you sit a pet? What do you, what do you mean? You just watch it. I mean, a snake. Excuse me. Just put a mouse in there, I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. Enough tomfoolery. Let's get down to business. This is just general knowledge trivia. And the best, after all the questions, the, the whoever has the most is going to win those tickets. Uh, uh, first, Amy, what is the half yeah. of the planet located above or below the equator called? What is the half of the planet located above or below the equator have? Are named, excuse me. The hemisphere? Hemisphere is correct. Haley, Marty McFly is a time-traveling teenager in what trio of films? Uh, Back to the Future. Correct. Amy. Yeah. The medulla and the cerebellum 
and the cerebrium are all parts of what body part? Your head, your brain. Your brain. brain is correct. Haley, this is kind of a tough one. Oh what unit of currency is used in Japan? I'll give I have you no idea. a little hint here before you say you don't know. It's three letters. They use this in Japan. Oh, it's not Bitcoin, is it? No. Oh. It's uh, oh. yen, isn't it? It is the yen, Damn. yes. Oh. Amy. Yep. In the Shrek movies, what kind of creatures are Shrek and Fiona? Ogres. Ogres is correct. Haley. What yeah. dish accompanies the ham in the classic Dr. Seuss children's book? Oh, green eggs. Green eggs. Amy. What former member of the Black Eyed Peas shares her nickname with a former member of the British royal family? Fergie? Fergie is correct. Haley, Carrie Underwood, yep. Taylor Hicks, and Ruben Studdard all were the winners of what television show? American Idol. American Idol is correct. Amy, what is the first book of the Old Testament? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I... Uh, first Corinthians? I don't know. I, I think I got it. Mm, mm, mm. Help her out, Ty. In the beginning, Genesis. Genesis. You guys are tied up right now. No, no. It's uh, Haley's chance to tie it up. Wait, I'm so confused. How many questions have we done? I thought they, they've both missed one so yeah, far, Yeah, they right? both missed one. So, uh, Haley... In what city were the 2012 Summer Olympics held? Uh, here's a quick hint. Ty just recently, over Thanksgiving, flew into this city. Oh. I want to say Beijing. That was, uh, oh, okay. that was 10 years ago? That was London? Oh. London. Uh, with that, Amy has defeated Haley in the 98-5 of the Bull Fight. But uh, you've got a decision to make here, Amy. You can hold on to these tickets, or you can give them to Haley the pet sitter. Haley, why should Amy give you the John Party tickets this morning? Oh, Gandalf. If she was being generous today. What's that? If she was feeling generous today, she could. All right. Well, uh, you heard the very eloquent speech from Haley. Amy, if you're being generous this morning, it is the holiday season. Uh, are you going to hold on to these John Party tickets or give them to Haley? Well, my birthday was last Friday, so I'm going to go ahead and keep them and enjoy a night out. There you go. Well, she uh, she won the contest fair and square, and uh, don't fret because we are back tomorrow again. Here he is, uh, John Party with Tig and Daniel. Thanks Amy, for playing, ladies. Yes, congratulations on the ticket, Amy. Uh, give me three numbers and an animal. 98.5 The Bull. Ninety-eight-five, the bull with Tig and Daniel. Take us some audio over here, Tig. Uh, this is the time of year where, uh, boy, you have a time with these sinuses of yours. You have uh, bad, bad sinus issues. You have it at the end of summer. You have it at the beginning of uh, winter. I guess you just have it 
Pretty much all year. Four or five <laughs> times a year. Uh, have you found anything that helps you? Because uh, right now it kind of sounds like you're a little bit like Darth Vader. I'm not your father. Yeah, this guy's trying to breathe. He like. It's a good thing I have a job where uh, I have to talk into a microphone. Yeah. Um, have you ever found anything that's helped at all? Hot showers do. I think the like I don't know the vapor or something like that helps. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're a doctor from the <laughs> 1800s. Uh, I've tried vapor. Yeah. See, there he goes. I bleed myself a lot. <laughs> you know, back in the old days, you used to go to a barber shop and they would make you bleed. Well, because they thought that was getting rid of the sickness. Let me um, let you try this. See, the problem is you won't try anything. Okay. It, we're doing a break about your sinuses. You don't have to turn off the microphone to clear your throat. This is called uh, Celestial Seasonings. Mm-hmm. Lemon Zinger. Why don't you let me make you this herbal tea? It's caffeine-free. Okay. Tiger's afraid to drink caffeine. He won't drink coffee because he's worried that... What are you worried about if you drink caffeine? Like my heart starts racing and I think I'm having a heart attack. He's a man's man. He, yeah. he was like, I can't have a cup of coffee. <laughs> Folgers would kill me. Um, why don't you let me make you some of this? Okay, some tea. Some hot tea. Uh-huh. I'd like you to drink it. And then here in about 10 minutes, we'll come back on and we'll see how your voice is. See if it's changed at all. Okay. Maybe you could record like yourself saying a sentence before the tea. All right, I'll, re- I'll hit record now. And then after the tea. All right. All right, so Daniel, um, you're going to go make some tea, and then you'll come back, and I'll have yes, drinking, say, uh, drunk the tea or whatever. Say, and this then, is before the tea. So this, uh, what your audio, the audio you're hearing now is before the tea. Okay. And in a moment, we're going to do after the tea. Is that good? Very controversial uh, subject this morning. Too hot for radio, I say. Ty tries tea. Yeah. I bet, what, what if this might, like, cure you right up? Also, you know what a hot tea features? What? What do you think billows from the top of it? Steam. And? Vapor. Vapors, your favorite. <laughs> right, well, That's why you stay sick. You only do. You only try two things, Luden's cough drops and vapors. It's 98.5. Good morning, guys. Yeah, 98.5, the bull. It's Tig and Daniel. Uh, earlier, Tig has been dealing with sinus issues, and uh, he doesn't like to take a bunch of medicine. Uh, he doesn't like things like that. Some medicine makes his heart race. So I said, why don't you try this? And I have a box of uh, lemon zinger herbal tea. Caffeine-free because he doesn't like caffeine. Uh, about 10 minutes or so, he's been drinking the tea, breathing in the vapors. And I want to tell if there's a marked difference in his uh, voice, if uh, the tea will help his voice. You always see artists drinking tea, and they talk about the, this tea called throat coat. I don't even know if you can say that on the radio, but it's called throat coat that you drink before you perform, and it helps your voice. So, Ty, you've got a clip over there of uh, your voice moments ago, 10 minutes or so ago, before the tea. Let's see. uh, Let's hear that. All right. So, Daniel, um, you're going to go make some tea, and then you'll come back, and I'll have uh, drunk the tea or whatever. Say, this is before the tea. So, this, uh, what your audio, the audio you're hearing now is before the tea. Okay. And in a moment, we're going to do after the tea. All right. And so now you've had time to consume the tea, breathe its vapors. Could you get us a drum roll and then give us a sentence? Play. This is Tig after the tea. It's a little, it's actually it's slightly, it's it's slightly better. better. Let's, uh, hold on, let's back this up. I want to, here we go. And I'll have yes, drinking, uh, drunk the tea or whatever. Say, and this then, is before the tea. So this, uh, what your audio, the audio you're hearing now is before the tea. Okay. 
And in a moment, we're going to do after the tea. And this is after the tea. Do I sound better? You sound a little bit better. Do, do you I, feel do at I, all better? I, I feel that's the thing about this. I felt so terrible the last couple of days. I feel like a million dollars today, but I sound worse. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. How did, that kind of works? Did the tea help at all? Let's see. Uh, Eric Bam is I on, think it did, on man. the phone. I appreciate it. Eric Bam, what's up, man? Man, you definitely sound better. Look at yeah, that. Look at that. I even, I am so nice to Tig. I went there and I made him tea. <laughs> Um, I also yep. I even put it in my coffee mug, my own personal coffee mug that I urinate in during the show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's got my name on it. So uh, you th- you think he sounds better? Yeah, he de- definitely sounds a little better. Not not a little less nasally, and uh, sounds good. I mean, he sounds like he's almost six feet tall. There it is, almost, <laughs> almost. Hey, you know, Eric, uh, if it weren't for Daniel, nobody would help me through this. I told my wife, Brittany, I said, I think I'm sick. And she said, no, you're not. And um, and I said, okay, all right, well, I think I am. Daniel's the only one that made me hot tea during this whole episode I've been going through. Well, I, I considered it this morning before it was even brought up, but I had to get up and make the girls' eggs and get them out the door and get the wife rolling. But I, I was going to head straight that way and uh, right now, but you're already taken care of, so it's good. No, I appreciate the... Uh, it's weird, like, <laughs> instead of the people in my own house helping me, it's uh, the generosity of other people outside of my life. It just goes to prove again, Tyke, if I can get some audio over here. I am, uh, as everybody knows, the wind beneath Tulsa's wings. Eric Bam, do you think that um, you think Daniel's the wind beneath Tulsa's wings? Oh, definitely Midtown, for sure. No, no, the whole town. Or you know, a few weeks ago I did Snacksgiving where I was outside in the cold, and where was Tig in here in the studio? Uh, I've just made Tig hot tea, Eric. I've just invited you to that uh, big Chris Lane swarway we're having. Uh, I think I'm 100 percent, 100 percent the wing, the wind beneath Tulsa's wings. Yeah, you're you're the motivation at the Bam household, but you know, you know, the, all of Tulsa. Well, you know, like, there are a few other people I might think of, but you know, you're up there, I, guys. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> so, if GT Bynum doesn't put a metal bust of me. The mayor? Uh, yeah. you, Outside you, of the Greyhound station. Well, did you hear? Well, did you hear he's not running for re-election? That's probably because of you. Well, are you suggesting that that I run for mayor? Well, I'm thinking so, yeah. Hmm. For sure. There'll be casinos everywhere. <laughs> casinos everywhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, fellas. Thank All you right. now. Good Eric Bam, man. Well, there you Appreciate go. Uh, so Eric says you sound better. We'll take one more here. Hey, it's uh, Tig and the wind beneath Tulsa's wings. Uh, who's this? Justine Dodson. Justine, what's on your mind? Yes. Uh, I'm calling about the... The thing they got going on this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's, it's us. What, what What's going on? Well, they're asking, what was the thing they were asking, Wayne? Who's, who's watching the, um, who's watching the house for Santa Claus? Okay, I don't know what is going on with you, but uh, no, I think you made call the wrong station. <laughs> she, she, visit, she went to that dispensary this morning. Oh, 
<laughs> but anyway, so your verdict on the tea? Uh, it's helped, I think, so I think Maybe. we're square. I think I'll bring in uh, some tea for you because you hate medication. This would be, I think this is it, natural. Yeah, do you ever take cold medication, by the way? I don't, because if and, I take one. And it's like you're worse off because you yeah. do feel better in a way, but then you're crazy. I'm troubled with nightmares. Uh, I can't take any of that kind of stuff, so yeah. I don't. I don't so take any don't of it. So you don't diss me on that, that account. Can you take, like, what is that, no. DM stuff or whatever? I'll have terrible dreams. I had a dream that a bruise on my body was moving around. Oh, Lord. I mean, like, it's wacky Lordy stuff. Big. I'd rather just be sick, I think. I do that thing where, what's that, you're like your grandpa's old remedy where you, you have a tiny bit of honey and then you put about a half a bottle of Jack Daniels into a <laughs> coffee cup. It knocks you right out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, good news this morning. It's 98.5 The Bull with Ty Daniel. You might remember a couple nights ago, we got an Amber Alert about a 13-year-old out of um, Broken Era who was missing. And uh, the good news is Broken Era Police Department has announced that um, the child has been found and everything is okay there. Um, you know, you like to hear those things resolve quickly within a couple hours or so, but it uh, took a little longer, but everything is fine there with that Amber Alert that was issued here in uh, the Tulsa area. Also, Daniel, um, I think we all want to help out, especially during the holidays. We see panhandlers holding up signs that say, hungry, anything helps, that kind of stuff. But man, these people that are holding up signs in Tulsa, man, they're dirty for this. They're pretending like they're raising money for a child who died in a car wreck. An eight-year-old child, they say they need to raise money for the funeral. Tulsa PD says it's a huge lie. You know, in my mind, I want to do the right thing and, you know, give that person what they need. But you can't really, it's too much to think about because you don't know if it's a real thing or not, so it makes you not want to do it, you know? <laughs> I ain't donate nothing because I already know it's a scam. Yeah, they lying. Got to make money off. But you know what, this whole block down 21st is a different type of people holding signs needing help, so... You never know who's telling the truth. Nikita Webb says people who are truly in need make her feel sympathetic. Because you can tell that them people is really homeless right. and they they hungry yeah. and they be out there rain, sleet, and snow. These people are making up different things to get money. And they, they stay down Garnett. This is from 41st all the way back down to 21st. So it's a routine. It's the, it's, that's their job. Tulsa police understand people want to be generous. But they say people should know where their money is going because scams like the fake funeral are very common. That's low down right there, man. That is I mean, low down. Pretend like a kid died. And uh, a lot of people around here have seen this. Uh, there's several people using that same sign saying we're trying to pay for a funeral. It's totally fake. Uh, Tulsa PD and experts say that if you want to help, like uh, I, think, I think all of us want to help. But what we don't want to have happen is us get scammed. And um, they say just give it to the organizations to feed people that you know to be legitimate organizations, and they'll probably do the most good. You see on uh, social media sometimes, what's the people that pretend to play the violin while they're out at like a parking lot, and you'll hear like them playing a violin along with some uh, backing music. Turns out that they're just pretending to play the violin. That's mm -hmm. already irritating, but to lie and say you're trying to raise money for a funeral, absolutely despicable. What are your thoughts on the people pretending to play the violin? Um, it's not as bad as the funeral stuff, man. That That's just wrong. I mean, they even got a picture of a kid on this sign. Yeah, that's dirty. But who knows where that picture came from, but uh, the police say it's just um, it's just fake. So uh, watch out for that kind of thing. Did you see this yesterday? And I'm surprised you didn't comment on this yesterday. You're a big, huge fan of Jimmy Carter, and do you find him to be so interesting? Uh, his wife, Rosalind Carter, passed away, and their tribute was yesterday. Did you watch some clips of his, her grandson I didn't see doing it. the eulogy? Mm -mm. 
he did a really good job telling stories. Uh, a lot of the first ladies were there, a couple of presidents, and uh, Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks sang Imagine at her tribute service. Here's a quick clip. the pressure of performing at a funeral you really don't want to screw that up oh my poor sister when she's like 10 or 11 my mom would have her sing at funerals and sometimes funerals of loved ones like mm-hmm. great grandmother uh yeah. my sister poor sister had to go up there and sing with my mom and she was like i didn't i didn't really like that too much yeah that's a lot of pressure a yeah, eulogy especially uh, I guess today is the day you throw your leftovers out if you've saved them. Uh, you're not supposed to eat leftovers, I don't think, past today if you have those Thanksgiving leftovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you used to do hiring at a radio station. In fact, you were the guy that hired me way back in the day, uh, or an employment recruiter. Post advice on TikTok, shared three things to lie about during a job interview. I was always told, yeah, you don't lie no matter what. Is it illegal to lie on a resume? Oh, or I don't think so. It might job be interview? Uh, unethical. I don't think they can prosecute. Well, here's what this lady says you should lie about. Number one, if you were leaving your job because you really dislike it, because you don't get along with your boss or your colleagues, you're going to lie about this. Please do not tell them that your boss doesn't like you. Don't tell them that everyone's really hard to work with. All they're going to hear when you say that is that you are difficult. Instead, you're going to say something like, things are going great, but I want to take on bigger challenges. The second thing that you're going to lie about is why you want the job. 100% of people who want a job want it for the money and benefits. Instead, you are going to tell them why you're passionate about the company's mission, why this job is your life's work, and you are just such a good fit for the culture at this company. And the third one is your plans for the future. I don't care if you are starting grad school in six months and just need this job as filler, and you are going to jump ship as soon as you find something better. When they ask you about your plans for the next five years, your plans are to be at that company. Come in, knock it out of the park in this role, and continue to grow as opportunities arise. What every company wants is top talent that is going to stay and grow with them. I feel bad for young people today. I remember whenever uh, I would go apply for a job, you had to take that application there and maybe meet somebody now i hear it's even it's almost impossible to get an interview then you get an interview then you've got to negotiate these types of obstacles mm-hmm. i like that second one she mentioned where like why do you want to work here and then you have to make up stuff about like oh, oh yeah, I, she's... i've studied your company and i want to grow there but really what you need is the paycheck yeah, i think that should be the but very first on, thing like a cover letter it says objective mm-hmm. what's your objective and then you i guess she's right you make up stuff but really, objective is to have a job. People act like it's crass to bring up the salary in the first meeting or whatever. I think that's the very first thing you should discuss. Let's save ourselves some time, right? Yeah, right. Like, if you're not going to match up on salary, why are we going through all these steps anyway? Uh, correct. I got, what do you think is uh, America's favorite holiday classic to rewatch every year? Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That is number six on the list of ten. Uh, uh, probably the Red Rider BB gun, then. That is... Uh, Number two. Mm-mm. You're right on the edge. Let's hear it. You're on the edge. Miracle on 34th Street. No, that's yeah. ninth. Come on, buddy. I don't know. Think what about is it? it. What would your son love to watch over and over Elf? and over again? That's number five. 
All right. Well, I'm give not me the number get... one, buddy. Christmas movie. Number one Christmas movie that America loves to watch over and over again. Home it's... Alone. That's it. Yes, number one, Home Alone. That's one that. If it's on television, I'll stop and watch it. Remember, did it, did um, it stand the test of time? Like, does oh, your yeah, son? Absolutely. He's yeah. Gen Alpha or whatever he they're calling it. Believe it. In does he fact, think it's funny or is he now, like? Does he feel bad for him? No, he thinks it's hilarious. And now, I used to try to 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 get him to eat cheese pizza. He would never touch it. But when he saw Kevin McAllister just order that, now he wants cheese pizza. So, mm. it's uh, affected his life. You know. Remember that part in the movie where John Candy was in it right before he died? Yeah. And he was like the polka player, and they gave the lady a ride in the truck. I heard he was mad about that because he only got paid $400, and he improvised that whole scene. He just made stuff up as he went along about being a polka player and all that stuff. That's funny that your son would eat uh, cheese pizza after Home Alone. You know, I watched Home Alone, and it might have been even the second one where he was at the store, and he asked if the toothpaste was approved by the ADA, the American Dental Association. Yeah. Now I won't use a toothpaste unless I see that it's approved <laughs> it by the you. American Dental Association. I also thought the movie that he watched in that was real. You know, the black and white movie with fake the guns? Movie, yeah. They, they just invented a fake movie just for the, the Home Alone movie. Pretty fascinating stuff. We it's can eight, all learn a lot from Home Alone. 834 with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, guys. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Tomorrow, John Party tickets free again at 740. Got to get a haircut today, Tig. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure women, whenever they get their haircut, probably enjoy the hair wash mm -hmm. uh, at the end of my haircut. I get my haircut over at uh, Orr Salon. And um guy's name's Adam Orr. And afterward, he always says, do you want me to wash your hair? I don't normally get the hair wash because, number one, I don't want the poor guy to have to wash my hair. And then, number two, last time he was washing my hair, uh, it felt good, and I closed my eyes for a minute. I was like, wait a minute here. What's going on? <laughs> Do you feel uncomfortable when you get your hair washed? A little it's bit. It's like it feels too good. Well, I didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, this happened to me like 10 years ago, and ladies must know all this, but I didn't know this. And you know how they have that sink with that little neck thing mm -hmm. cut out, and you lean back there, and it's sort of uncomfortable. And the lady that was cutting my hair also gave me a temple massage. Right. And I had no idea that was coming. And maybe if I'd have known that, but... um. It was uncomfortable for me. And then I went to the guy you go to once, and he also massages your head. And it was great. However, I just, I don't know. It's uncomfortable for me. Well, you're probably, when you lay down, here's one tip for when you're getting your hair washed. When you lay down in that sink thing, you might be trying to resist a little bit. That's what I'm doing. You got to completely just, you just gotta lay let back it go. and relax and let him work those magic fingers over your scalp. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to the massage? I never get, I never have him wash my hair because I feel bad. Oh, because when I try to, every now and then, when I try to turn it down, they try to, they stay on me about it. Then a I'm bit. wondering if it's an insult to them if you don't accept the hair yeah, wash. Is that what's a the bad etiquette thing? on that? I don't know. I mean, to me, they're going to get the the same amount of money at the end. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't they want to skip the wash? They make the same amount of money without washing. But uh, maybe it is an insult. Maybe if you're not getting the wash, they're they're upset about that. When you get a gentleman's haircut, do you uh, go home and immediately wash your hair? Well, I was going to say that you don't know what your haircut is really like until you wash it, mm -hmm. right? So maybe maybe it's a good idea to have it washed. My wife, she'll go and get these things called blowouts. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, I have, yeah. They hair dry you or something. I don't mm -hmm. know what that is. We have a hair dryer at the house for free. Uh <laughs> <laughs> if do you if you enjoy your head bidding uh, washed and scratched, you know they do something called a scalp massage. You can go and they'll rub oils onto your head. It's basically like scratch your head for about an hour. Mm, That's that, what you need, Ty. Some human touch. Sounds good. When's the last time you had <laughs> some serotonin? 
<laughs> no, seriously. When's the last time you had a serotonin? Yeah, that's like it was released if you receive a hug or yeah, human I get touch. you. It's like the chemical in the brain that makes yeah. you feel good. When's the last time? Hmm. This is sad that you have to think back <laughs> many years. It's not a five. Oh, no. See, look, he's passing away See, from I got the, uh, lack of love. You're like E.T. Right. when he was on the table. He's turning white. The because malady some, is lack of touch. Yeah, you need some uh, touch That's to bring no you problem. back. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. I know I don't sound good today, but I felt so terrible these last two days. Today, I feel like a million dollars. But it's weird how, like, sinus stuff works or cold or whatever. You can sound bad, but you're actually feeling okay. That's where I am today. I don't, I don't. But I got to tell you that I almost refuse to take any medication whatsoever because um, it makes me feel like crazy. Does it not do that to you, cold medicine especially? I won't take it because if I do, I know I won't get a wink of sleep. I don't know. I'm like wired different from the rest of you. Like some of you, if you take a Benadryl, you'll fall asleep almost immediately. If I take a Benadryl, I'll dream that I'm like Moses in the Bible going across that desert that for 40 years. And, and I'll dream that I'm at work. I'll dream like that I'm still awake. It, awful mm-hmm. dreams. Yeah. I mean, the pain of sickness sucks. However, I don't know if it's worth taking cold medicine sometimes because even though I may feel better, if, like I don't have the cold anymore, I'm totally insane. And I, I like can see myself outside of my body in these dreams. And I got bruises that are moving. The other night I dreamed that the FBI was after me. For what? And I was scared to death. And when I finally woke up, I said, oh, my God, thank God that's not true. Tax evasion or something. I don't know what it was because you and I got in trouble with the IRS one time. And maybe that still lives in my brain somewhere. Do you um, – well, I made you some tea this morning. Do you feel like that help? Is that, is, do you yeah. think that's the kind of thing you need? I think that um, – to me it helps. We also have a humidifier. I think the dry air – what I think happens is – is if you turn on your heater, it dries out the air in your house. And that can affect a lot of people with sinuses. And so anytime, like I took a really hot shower this morning, I felt a lot better after that. Uh, I, I smelled your tea, got the vapors you in. You drank, yeah, you drank it. I will, not, um, I will not take cold medicine. So do you feel like you need a humidifier in your house? I've got one. Is that not, it's not helping? It, well, I didn't have it on these last two nights. <laughs> the Tiger Daniel Podcast. Brought to you by Snow's Furniture. The Tiger Daniel Podcast. Brought to you by Snow's Furniture.